Hi, my name is Tove Poulsen and I serve as one of the conveners for Northern Europe and um, also with uh, University of the Nations International Speaking Schools and so on. You might find my uh, accent a little funny, but I am Danish. There's nothing I can do about it. Sorry about that. So I've been asked to share a little bit about the need of spiritual leadership through transition. Much could be said, and I am not the overall authority on this, but I have been through a few and, and learned some, and I'd like to share that with you. Change and transition, it's two commonly used words in the wiring world, don't you think? How are you? I'm in transition. Oh man, so sorry, grace to you. I'm in transition, that says a lot. You know, um, it's a season to get through. You know that at least if it's just you, you're the captain of your own canoe, you can take it at your own pace. But a transition at a large base is very difficult. It's a completely different story and a much longer story is like turning an oil tanker. Here you'll have as many transitions as you have people. Not two people will respond the same way to change. Every person will have the preferred pace and process. Some people find change exciting, others exceedingly difficult. Even the anticipation of change um, comes with a flood of anxiety and sleepless nights for some. But part of spiritual leadership in transition is to help people come to grips with the change, also on a heart level and a God level. A bit like God leading Adam and Eve through mankind's biggest transition after the tree incidents, you probably remember it. God had to help them come to terms with what, had, what just happened and what it meant. The garden story is a profound lesson in communication and spiritual leadership through transition. My first point here is communication. It is a very big communication job to prepare people for change and there's real spiritual warfare in it. You have to communicate, communicate, communicate. And when you feel you have exhausted every possible way to communicate, then communicate again. And there's still some that doesn't get it. One key lesson here is that just because that you are the leader doesn't mean that you're the best at communicating this change or help people to walk through the change. If you're the main leader, you may have thought this through so many times in your head that it's become too familiar. Give it to the best person on your team to communicate and the, the one with the best connection to the rest of the base, the ministry at that moment. But remember, there's real warfare, so do pray into this and seek the Lord for the best way of conveying this change. Secondly, where there is a transition, there's a shift of weight. Don't be fooled. There is a spiritual reality and battle behind every transition. But there's a shift of weight, authority, direction. There will also be some kind of shifting of spiritual guards. And they're not all good. New and familiar spirits, spiritual powers that are on the scene. There are spiritual powers not wanting you to expand in impact and fruitfulness. Now, in Denmark, we have a monarchy that goes back to 900 and 58. And in 72, it was spoken or rather shouted out, the king is dead, the king is dead, long live her majesty, Queen Margaret II. The minute the king um, died, the princess Margaret became Queen Margaret. 
And then she had to lead and speak publicly from day one, still grieving. The queen later said in an interview that that day, she felt a weight land on her shoulders unexpectedly, something she couldn't carry on her own. She needed God. And she had not been religious up until this point at all. But she said, I pray to God to give me help and strength to carry this heavy heritage. As leaders in Wyvern, we too have to remember that we are more than facilitators or managers of change, but we are spiritual leaders who obey orders from above and also receive ongoing strength from above and from within, from your spirit, the grace um, that God gives. So that means that fear of man needs to get out of the way. Cultural preferences needs to get out of the way. However, do validate that transitions are hard. That's another point, validate. With that, you validate people's feelings, acknowledge that it's hard, but hard does not equal wrong. Many people today I experience is that they determine right and wrong from an emotional base rather than a spiritual and a truth base. Whatever does not feel nice or peaceful must be wrong. I don't have peace about this. Few people actually feel peace about significant change because it's scary. I remember my own sister, I took her to the hairdresser the day she was getting married and she, she was contemplating asking me to go to the airport instead. She was afraid. She's still happily married, but it was not a peaceful experience just before that. Transitions are usually difficult and always come with some level of tension. Tension creates pressure and then people's real worldview and belief system surfaces. Under pressure, people often react, not respond, but react. Some people go to the cultural security zone now you have culture, worldview, theology, and emotions on the table in a glorious mix, and it's not necessarily pretty. Now is the time to go to Grand Zero again, to center, to focus, refocus, corporately seeking God, worship him. When you do that, you focus, and you focus together and hear from him together. And you might also need to teach and disciple, teach principles and values. Your ground zero is God and his ways, not any cultural or political view. God's ways is not about my opinions or cultural preferences. And in the mix of that, you may be faced with confrontation. As a base leader, I had to strongly confront an issue some, some years back. Something that is really not my style, but I, it had to be done. And you have to obey. You can't just push that aside. It was an old issue that has split the base in two for many years, but it could not go on. And now something had surfaced in, in, in this whole transition situation. It brought things out in the open, making it possible to talk about. I now had a clear, I now had clear data and a clear conviction. I was very aware that it would touch um, on deep levels, um, security levels, um, and it would not give me any popularity points. And I had to overcome my personal fears for the common good. It was not a battle between flesh and blood. I had to remind myself of that, but truly between powers and principalities. I had a deep desire not to confront. 
But in the midst of this process, Tom Bloomer, he said to me, it's just like David, who had a deep desire not to confront Absalom, and as a result, almost lost the kingdom. You need to confront, you can't have two kingdoms on base. It was painful hearing that. People were playing a cultural card and it was clearly national spirits up against kingdom values. Everything came out in the open and full-blown crisis with all kinds of threats, even police threats and media and lawsuits. At that time, I felt pressure <laughs> and I had to draw from my knowledge bank for the lack of a better term. You can't take out what you haven't put in ahead of time. When you're in the midst of a crisis, you often don't have the luxury of time to sit down and learn a new skill. The knowledge bank is made of experiences, things you have learned from leaders, mentors, spiritual directors, books you have read, as well as your database of people you know, people you can draw on, people you can call upon. Much like a personal crisis, you draw on the support of network of friends, family, and community. I found myself hearing voices, not just the Holy Spirit, but I heard the voices of, of people I've listened to. I heard the voices of Landa Cope. You know, she, she said, um, always give people a choice. You know, even you thought there's only one way, but always give people a choice, give them the dignity of a choice. Think of the tree God planted in the middle of the garden to give Adam and Eve the choice to love and obey or not without a choice. There is no love, no dignity. Another voice also Landa saying, you don't have to defend yourself. Truth will always win in the end. So, okay. When I, when I was being badly misunderstood and badly misrepresented and badly misquoted, I wanted to stand up and say, that's not what, you know, but I just uh, just stay calm. You know, you don't have to defend yourself. I also heard Tom Bloomer you know, on, on his transformational leadership teaching. Uh, be open and share information, share everything you know and everything you can at the moment. Discernment is another key topic here. I've learned to pay more attention to my intuition. Where does your intuition live? Well, it's in your spirit. So sometimes it's hard to determine why, what is what here? But you know the feeling when the door slam and you have that nagging feelings oh no 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 the keys are inside and, and it's too late you know and the keys were inside on your way to uh, to the airport and um and in the process you know it's like ah there's something wrong but you can't think of it and and you ignore it and you just keep going just to realize that you left your passport at home too late so I discovered that my tuition, intuition were more right than not. Or maybe it was my spirit, maybe it was Holy Spirit, but at least I, I had badly and um, regretted the times I've not listened to that little voice. I've repented for it, uh, to not see that um, communication channel just stop. I've had to lean into Holy Spirit. That's the main person, the main thing in this whole process, I think. Even in the midst of a conversation, just lean in. Where do we go from here? And now toward the end of this little talk, admit your humanity. 
I am gifted, I am limited, and I'm broken. And the same is true for you. None of us have it all together. My limitation is part of my design because then I need you, I need other people. But leadership in transition though, I think can be quite lonely because nobody can take the weight that has been given you. Apart from you can walk in yoke with, um, with Jesus in that. But draw from God and lean into people. There's a line from a well-known song that is uh, where it says, all I need is you, Lord. However, I think that is theological incorrect. Sorry to say. Because God created us human and part of that human design includes our need for others, other people, not just him. We can't be a person on our own. And you cannot go through something this intense without fellow leaders and friends. Much like a balloon, there is a limit. You know, you can blow. But if you keep going, it is going to explode and it's not going to be pretty. So in times of you leading, in transitions and spiritually leading, it's not enough just to go and have your quiet time. You need to find ways as a human to also let this air out. For some, it will mean to go for a run. For me, I discovered something much less um, important maybe. I discovered Drop Dead Diva. It's a totally, completely silly American television show and usually not my style at all, just too silly. But at that moment, just an episode every night, I would find myself laugh and laugh and laugh together with a friend because it was just too much. And, uh, and just that would give me strength. With that too, I wanna say as a community, remember to celebrate. Celebrate the steps in your, in your transition. Celebrate the spiritual warfare in celebration and in laughing. So do laugh, do celebrate. And that's gonna be my last uh, point of this little talk. Bless you in the transitions that you are leading. <laughs>